Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 82. And I'm just going to jump right in because this is going to be one of the most impactful, one of the most valuable podcasts that I've ever produced and that you will hear in the space of fitness podcasts and nutrition podcasts and and things like that. So I know it's a bold statement. But as I was, so just a real quick backstory, when I came up for the content for this podcast, it, it wasn't like I sat down and, and started writing out what I wanted to say on this episode, okay? This was something that just hit me randomly one day, uh, a couple months ago, actually, was, was when I first started thinking about this. And when it hit me, I, I was actually driving and I was just... I was, I don't even know what I was listening to. I was listening to a, a, a probably a podcast or another audio book or something. Um, <laughs> and I just remember randomly thinking about what I'm about to talk about, which is mind building. Okay. That's the concept of what I'm about to talk about mind building. And I, it just hit me. It was like mind, mind building. Like that's, that's the thing. That's it. That's exactly it is mind building. And, oh, it was like, it was just like this, this crazy eye opening. So you ever, have you ever been in a situation where you are, you're thinking about something and you've been kind of churning on some ideas for a while. This could have been in school. This could have been at work. This could have been like when you're working on something at home. This is like when you're designing something or whatever. And this like just randomly one day in the most random spot, like maybe in, when you're in the shower, washing your hair, or maybe when you're doing the dishes or you're pumping gas or some random thing. And it just hits you. It just, just hits you like, like, like someone coming up to you and just punching you in the face. Like that's how abrupt it is. And like eye opening, it just stops you dead in your tracks. And I remember when it happened, I remember what road I was on. <laughs> I remember where I was driving to. And when it happened, I was like, this is it. This is what strength of body and mind is all about. This is the glue that holds us all together. And I've been thinking about it for years, but it finally sort of manifested in words in my mind. Okay. So, so it's this concept of mind building. Okay. Now I'm sure somewhere someone has came up with something similar, but this is the first time I've ever really been able to articulate my way of looking at this. Okay. Mind building. So, um, I think, so, all right. So you think about the words, the bodybuilding, okay. Bodybuilding people, there's bodybuilders and they do a lot of things to create a very aesthetically perfect in a lot of cases physique. And they do a lot of other things too. They they develop strength and stuff like that. But ultimately what they want to do is they want to build the most defined symmetrical, like chiseled physique, and then they show it off. And they compete 
And the person that has the most defined or the most chiseled or the most symmetrical physique with the best proportions and the best ratio of muscle mass to fat to size of their shoulders to size of their legs, all that stuff wins. Well, what they do to build that is they do very, very specific, very targeted, very focused exercises for months and months and years. And in addition to that, their nutrition that they that they put themselves through, the nutrition programming that they use is so specific, so specific, so that for months at a time, they're putting on a very calculated amount of weight every week. And for months at a time, they are reducing a very calculated amount of weight every single week. They dehydrate themselves in various um, like various cycles, various periods, various sprints. They go through sprints of time, cycles of time throughout the year where they dehydrate themselves intentionally so that they can gauge themselves. That's a form of measurement. Okay. They dehydrate them. I want you to think about this. If you don't, if you're not familiar with this, listen, it's, it's very interesting. They bodybuilders dehydrate themselves so that they can, they do that prior to competitions, of course, because it makes themselves look like their muscles are, are popping out a little bit more, but they also do it randomly. Well, what seems random to us, they do it periodically in order to gauge themselves. Because when you dehydrate your body, if you have that much muscle mass on you and that low of body fat, your muscles, they pop through a little bit. They look like they're kind of like pushing through your skin, right? But they do that so that they can get a good, good feel for how symmetrical they are or how their ratios are. And whether you're into build bodybuilding or not, it's interesting. Okay. It should be at least a little interesting to you because that is a, that is a sport basically. And that is like a level of dedication and commitment and pain that a lot of people will never go through intentionally, right? It's all intentional. And so anyway, that's what bodybuilders do. And the, the level of specific exercise and very targeted actions that they go through in order to build that is next level. And it's something that most people will not do, but here's what they understand. Okay. Think about this. This is what bodybuilders understand. They are in such a small percentage of the population. They are already by definition, they are already outliers. They are already outliers. And what they are achieving is way above and beyond what most people are capable of achieving. Now, you may not want to be a bodybuilder. You may not want that legitimately, but why? You know, but why? Okay, it doesn't interest you. Fine. But do you think you're capable of going through the pain in order to get there, in order to achieve that? Even if you think the answer is yes, I, I'm betting the answer is actually no. I, I personally know competing bodybuilders and I know what they go through. And when I say pain, I mean, it literally is painful. It is torturous, both mentally and physically. Okay. So they're already outliers and they understand that the level of conditioning that they need to go through in order to be extraordinary 
And in order to get their body to develop into that is completely different from everyone else. And because it's completely different from everyone else, they have to become a next level human being. Okay. They have to become a next level human being. And that's really the case with all athletes that want to go to the highest level possible. They need to be so specific and so careful about what they think about, about how they act and who they hang around with. So as I'm thinking about this and as it's been on my mind lately, just because I'm in that space and I talk to a lot of people in fitness, about fitness, including bodybuilders, I started thinking about all of the things that I have been taught about mindset. Okay. And this goes from, this spans everything from growth mindset to money mindset to limiting beliefs and your proximity and how influential other people can be on you, even if you try to resist it. And the logical part of the brain versus the primitive crocodile part of the brain, the emotional part of the brain. And I started, I've been thinking a lot about all of those things lately, all of those things. And this is where I arrived. We have the ability to utilize the same principles of bodybuilding to that, that bodybuilders use to craft their body, to design it, to sculpt it into whatever they want. We have the same ability to do that to our mind. We have the same ability to craft the way we think, the way we perceive things, right? The way that we interpret our own thoughts, the way we present ourselves. We have the ability to utilize ultra precise, ultra intentional exercises, right? That are hyper-focused. We are able to perform those in a way to strengthen and develop certain parts of our brain, certain parts of our mind, certain parts of the way that we think and how our mindset perceives things. I want you to really think about that for a second. So you think a certain way right now, you, you internalize certain things a certain way right now. You perceive things and interpret things a certain way right now. Why do you think you do that? Just think about that. Why do you think that you do that? Do you think that that is something that you just naturally do? You naturally interpret things a certain way. You naturally perceive things a certain way. There is definitely an element to that. There is an element of that happening. But here's the other thing. You've been taught your entire life how to interpret things and how to perceive things. And, you know, this person said this, but what they really meant was this. And therefore you developed a system in your mind to almost do an if then logic. If someone says this, then what they really mean is this, or if this happens, but the person expressed this body language, then what they really meant was this. Or if I think about this thing, but it seems impossible, then it probably is impossible, right? So you start creating these logical boundaries in your mind at a very young age, a very long, young age. And 
it doesn't have to be that way. And this is where limiting beliefs come in. And this is where the eye-opening experience that I had in the car while driving about this whole thing really made me like, like st- almost stop the car because I was so blown away at just what I realized was possible. Okay. So limiting beliefs. A lot of people use that term. You read about it a lot. You hear about it a lot. <laughs> you may have been over, it may have seemed oversaturated. If you are, if you spend any time in the entrepreneurial space, listening to motivational speakers or whatever, you've probably heard that phrase quite a bit, right? I've even talked about it before. But I want you to really think about limiting beliefs for a second. Really think about limiting beliefs for a second. And I want you to, in a practical way, compare that to how you think about money, right? Money and fitness results go together so well, okay? So here is an example. If you make, I'm just going to use random numbers, $50,000 a year right now, $50,000 a year, that is what you make. That is your income from your job. And let's just say it took you a f- 10 years to get to that. You need to work your way up to, to make $50,000 a year. There's nothing wrong with making $50,000 a year. That's a respectable salary. But here's the thing. You get to $50,000 a year. It's a goal that you've had in your mind. You get there. All the people you hang around with make between... 30 and $70,000 a year and you make 50. You're right there. You're right in the middle. For a moment, think about what it would be like if you had a job where you made $450,000 a year. Okay. Almost 10 X. Think about that for a second. It's going to seem unrealistic. It's going to seem and it, like an out of this world type of scenario, right? It's going to seem like this thing that's, it's not even worth thinking about almost because it's so impossible in your mind because you know, based on what your logic is telling you, <laughs> I make $50,000. Therefore to 10 X that is an impossibility. I'm already, then, you start, then the logic really starts coming in. You know, I'm, I'm 38 years old or whatever. I have a kid or two kids. I have a house. I have all these things. It's too late for me to start over. I don't have a degree in this or I never went for that second degree or whatever. Like you start, you start coming up with all these reasons why it's impossible logically to 10 X your salary. I don't know why I said 450. I should have just said 500,000. It doesn't matter. You start coming up with all these reasons why it's impossible for you to 10 X your salary right? And that is so true also with fitness. If you are 70 pounds overweight today, let's just say you weigh 250 pounds, but really you should be about 180 or 190 or something like somewhere in there, right? You haven't been that light since like the freshman year in high school, in your late 30s. So it's been so long. It's been 20 years since you've been that late. Right? So how is it possible for you to ever get down to 180 pounds and lose enough body fat to have muscle definition all over your body? 
to see your abs again, to see different parts of your arms again, the difference between your biceps and your shoulders, to see muscle definition in your back or in your chest. How is that even possible? Now your logic will start stepping in and backing up and defending how impossible that is by reminding you that I have kids, I have a family, I have a spouse, or I have a job, so I can't focus on that, or I have these other things in my life that prevent me from doing that, or I had a skiing injury, or I fell off a ladder three years ago, and I hurt my leg, so I'll never be able to fix it, or I have a really good friend in my life, this is a real story, a really good friend in my life who had a hernia, and that hernia prevented him from doing a lot of things for a long time, and even after the surgery, and I'm happy to say that he's finally come around, but he used that as a defense mechanism. He internally defended not doing things. He internally defended his inactivity because logic told him that his hernia that he had surgery on, even though it was well past the recovery period, he internally defended doing things because his limiting beliefs kept him back. And a lot of people do that. And so that's just one example. But if you are in that situation where all these things happened to you in the past and you are this old now and you've got all these circumstances now, your brain, the logical part of your brain will step in and it will defend the reason why it's impossible. And, and when that happens, what we do is we process this logic as the truth and that there is no other possible thing. It's just the way it is. Okay. That is the definition of limiting beliefs. It's really our logic. Okay. But this is where mind building comes in. If you can get yourself to a state and I say if, but the reality is when you do, if you decide to, okay. If you decide to do this, you can do this. And what it is, is when you can create the belief in your mind that, and I don't mean like forcing yourself to, to believe this against your will. I mean, actually believe deep down, like as real as clouds in the sky and grass is green and the sun's going to come up and all that stuff. If you believe that all these things that you want are as real as everything else in the world, if you really believe that, then the strategy falls into place so easily and the thing just starts happening. It just starts happening. Now you can force yourself to be committed to something. You can force yourself to take action you can force yourself to sacrifice things for so long, right? That can happen. You can do that. And sometimes you can get results. Sometimes you can get results. But if you do not actually invest the time to build your mind to believe what it is you actually want, to believe the vision that you have, then you will actually never get there. You'll actually never get there. You might get close but you'll never actually get there. And here's the thing, when it's handed to you and you don't believe that it's real, 
you don't actually hang on to it. That's why so many people who are, who are, are poor or broke or have very little and they fall onto a ridiculous amount of money somehow, inheritance or lottery, they spend it right away. They lose it. They don't know how to hang on to it. They don't know what to do with it. Happens to athletes all the time, right? An athlete grows up broke, broke, like with literally nothing on welfare and then makes it to the NFL or something. And, and, and all of a sudden they have, a, they start off with a $500,000 salary and then a $3 million salary and then an $8 million salary and then a $12 million salary. And then before you know it, they're 36 years old and retired and they're bankrupt. How is that possible? But at the same time, this other guy who goes and works at UPS or this other guy who goes and manages a grocery store or this other guy who goes and pumps gas makes 30, 40, $50,000 a year. And he has a house and he has cars and he has all this other stuff. And he made one fraction of what that pro athlete made or that guy who got, who won the lottery. It's because the mindsets were totally different. So the ability to live within their means <laughs> was there, right? The guy who made $50,000 a year or $40,000 a year, that's all he knew. So logic stepped in and all the things that he needed to do logically to make that work unfolded versus the guy who made it to professional athletics and, or won the lottery and got a ridiculous amount of money, right? Logic didn't prepare him for that. And his limiting beliefs were, were keeping him from understanding that that kind of money was possible. His limiting beliefs were also keeping him from understanding how rare of a situation it is that someone gets that handed to them and that it's very, very difficult to actually go achieve that any other way <laughs> after that happens. All right. That's a ridiculous amount of money, but here's the thing. Okay. So back to this money mindset thing. If you can get yourself into the state of understanding that money is just money. Okay. Money is just money and it can come from anywhere. It's all around you. You aren't stuck just with your $50,000 salary or your $40,000 salary. You aren't stuck there. Right? If you believe that money is there and that you have a mindset that welcomes abundance, then it can come to you. Then it can come to you. Otherwise, if you don't do that, all you're going to continue to do is work in whatever field you're in and continue to try to climb and get these small little increments, 5% here, 3% there, 8% here until you hit retirement age, you know, and, and, and the number is not really important, but here's the thing. Like if you, if you truly believe that it's possible for you to have a salary that is 10 times higher what you have now, and you actually get to a point where you believe that that is possible, then you will start to figure out a way to make that actually possible. Maybe that's starting your own business. Maybe that's helping someone develop something, or maybe that is do something to solve a big enough problem that warrants that kind of return. So how does this tie into fitness? Well, 
actually ties in quite well, okay? It's no different. So fitness takes strategy, right? You have to understand how to train, how to work out. Yes, it takes nutrition strategy. You have to know how to eat and when to eat and what to eat. Yes, supplementation, same thing. Okay, but it also takes mindset. And I will argue for eternity that mindset is the cornerstone. It is the cornerstone. And I have all the proof in the world to back this up, okay? When clients come to me, they typically are missing a piece of the strategy, right? They're missing a piece of that training, that working out piece. They're missing some of the nutrition stuff. Sometimes clients come to me, they don't understand at all how to eat. That's very common actually, right? Sometimes they miss the boat on supplementation. They think they either need too much or too little, whatever. It's, it's all across the board. All these things happen, okay? But what is always missing when a client comes to me, when I start working with someone for the first time, what is always missing is their mindset, it's always missing. And usually it's like this. Well, I, uh, Gordon, I want to lose, I want to lose like 25 pounds. All right. And then we start peeling back the layer, right? Layer after layer after layer. What we find is they say they want to lose 20, 25 pounds. What they really want to lose is 70 pounds. Okay. But their limiting beliefs hold them back from realizing that that's possible. So they start off with this logical thing. I'm going to set this realistic goal of 25 pounds. That sounds great. I would feel so much better if I lost 25 pounds. Yeah, but think about how great you would feel if you lost 70, right? That would be something I would ask them. And they just, they can't even fathom what that's like. They literally, like I've had conversations with clients and they can't even fathom what that's like. They're like, holy shit, I know it's been, it's been since high school or it's been since college since I felt that way and I was that light and I was that nimble and that agile. Yeah, that's great. You know what? It's been 20 years. So what? We can do it now. <laughs> I do it all the time. I do this all the time with people. I've seen people lose 80 pounds. I've seen people lose 90 pounds. It's, it's not impossible. You just can't perceive it. You just can't perceive it. You can't understand that it is possible. And, and a lot of times they'll laugh and chuckle when I talk about it. Like they still won't believe it. Right? But then when they ultimately lose it, and they ultimately get to that place, then it's a whole different conversation. And like they, they're mind blown at the thought that just months or a year earlier, they were in some previous state and they went through a complete transformation. And then their minds are blown and changed for forever after that, right? That really cracks the whole limiting belief thing and makes them into this ultra believer that they can actually do whatever they want. And they can master their body for real and they can have those results forever, forever, whatever it is, whatever it is that they want. There's no reason why people in their sixties and seventies can't be fit. They think they can't. And just because it's the norm doesn't mean it's the only way, all right? The norm is also to not earn a lot of money. The top 1% of the United States makes Let's see, the bottom of the 1% makes like $440,000 a year. $440,000 a year. If you make more than that, that much or more, you are in 1% of the United States in income bracket, okay? You know how many people make that much? A lot. And they have the belief that they can make at least that much or more. That's a belief that they have. They understand it. They believe it. And because they believe it, they'll continue to make more. And those who are outside that bracket, guess what they say? 
Logic steps in, creates excuses, and says things like, wow, it must be nice. It must be nice. That guy got lucky. That girl got lucky. Her dad was this. Her mom was that. Or her, her uncle had this job and gave her an opportunity, so she was able to climb up this thing. And, oh, she got seed capital money, so she was able to develop this thing. Right? That's all bullshit. Those are excuses, right? Same thing goes for fitness. You see people who are fit when they're in their 40s and 50s. And then you got all the people who are overweight, who go home and drink beer and watch Netflix. And they look at these people who are very fit, who actually prioritize their health and prioritize their life. And then, oh, all of a sudden, by the way, that guy who prioritizes his health and fitness, all of a sudden his wife is now also very fit. And his kids are also very fit. And all of a sudden, his nieces and nephews are very fit. And all these other people around him are very fit. His neighbors are health-centric now all of a sudden. And, and this, these other people who are not fit, who are overweight or obese, who are miserable, who hate the way they look and feel, and they go home, and their spouse is the same way, and their kids are the same way, and their neighbors are the same way, and everyone else in their circle is the same way. Well, that whole thing, misery loves company, that starts taking over. Now, these people who are overweight and in that situation, they look at everyone else who's fit and they say, well, it must be nice. You know, that guy got lucky because he had this opportunity. He was raised in an environment where health and fitness was a priority and health and fitness was like forced on him. And so he just developed it or he had good genetics, right? That's my favorite. He had good genetics or something like that, some crap like that. And it, it, it turns into this, this thing where people are just, they are, they're projecting, right? They're projecting, they're putting all the negative energy out. And it's because they don't believe that it's possible. So one thing you can do right now, starting right now, every single day to sharpen this, to begin this mind building exercising is to look at the goal you want. And, and, and again, guys, don't bullshit yourself. No quote unquote realistic goals. Okay. Set big goals. That whole story I just told about the guy who said he wanted to lose 20 or 25 pounds, but in reality, he wanted to lose like 70, right? Go for the 70, set the big goal. What's the unrealistic, crazy goal that would make you so ridiculously happy that you would be just be thrilled if you actually achieved it? What is that goal? You have to start with that. You have to start with that. Now, once you have that, right, once you have that, you start believing it. You have to say it out loud. You have to also write down or say that you have that you have received that goal. So you write it down or you say it as if it's already reality. Here's an example. You want to lose 70 pounds. You weigh 250. You want to be 180. So you say right now, I am 180 pounds. And then you start to visualize that. You start to visualize that everything from head to toe, literally, what do you look like in the mirror when you weigh 180 pounds? What does your head look like? Right? What does your head look like? What does your hair look, hairline look like? What does your neck look like? What, what does your gut look like? Right? What does your belly look like? What does your abdomen, your chest, your arms, what does all of it look like when you weigh 180 pounds all of a sudden? Like what? And, and how do you feel? Let's talk about that. How do you feel all of a sudden? When you take a deep breath, how do you feel? When you, when you have to bend over to tie your shoes, how do you feel? When you get in your car and you put your seatbelt on, how do you feel? Does the seatbelt rub up against you like it used to when you were 250 pounds? All these little things. How do your shoes fit? 
So many little details. When you start really getting into those details, guess what? You start to believe. You start to believe. And when you start to believe, guess what happens? Your actions start to map to that thing that you want. Okay, that's called mind building. You build that mindset, literally anything that you want is possible. When it comes to fitness, however much weight you want to lose, however much muscle you want to build, whatever it is you want your physique to look like, it all starts with building your mindset to actually believe that it is reality. And you have total control over that. The strategy, guys, is so easy. The strategy is, is it's, I'll say it's simple. It's not easy, it's simple. When I say strategy, I'm talking about the training part, the workouts, the nutrition, the food supplementation. That piece is simple, okay? But if you don't believe that what you want is possible, it doesn't matter what strategy you have. It doesn't matter what workout you plan, plan you have, which is why all those one-size-fits-all workout plans, this is one of the reasons why those don't work. A, it's not for you. It's not for your body and your body composition. And B, it's because you don't have the mindset for it. It doesn't matter what workout plan you're handed. If your mindset's not ready for it, you will never be able to get results from it. And that's the bottom line. So if you guys got value out of this, at all. And if you're listening to this, I know you got value out of it. I got value out of it just saying it. <laughs> if you got value out of this, please go over to iTunes and leave a review. I would love to hear what it is you thought about this, how it impacted you. And if you have someone in your life that needs to hear this, and I can almost guarantee you that you do, make sure you post this on Instagram or Facebook and tag them or just send them this podcast. This podcast, I believe, needs to be heard by as many people as possible, especially if there is any fitness aspiration whatsoever in that person's life. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. As always, train with purpose, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Take care.